what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Gentlemen, welcome to episode 11, volume 4 of the Fantasy Formula, coming to you live on a Thursday afternoon in the beautiful, beautiful Mesh Studios. Hank, good to see you today. We're coming to you a couple days behind schedule, but we're still coming to you. How you doing today? Oh, I'm feeling great. Hope you are. I know you had a late night oh, last night. Oh, Hanky. That's why we started the show with the uh, Fits and the Tantrum song. Let me hear your hands clap, because we did a lot of that last night, Hank. We saw Fitz and the Tantrums in Charlotte at a little place called Phil- the Fillmore Auditorium, which is in the music, what do they call that, music music farm, music farm, something like sure. that. Sure, there's an outdoor venue, then an indoor venue, and they've got bars and restaurants all surrounding this place, so it was an absolute awesome time. I went with some friends from Hickory, and <clears throat> in between sets, there was this cat he opened the show. He's probably about 19, played the guitar, got the crowd all loose. It was pretty good before the headliners, Fitz and the Tantrums, come on. And my friend Jeff Osborne and I are sitting there drinking a beer in between sets. And these two, I'll call them hipster-looking guys in Charlotte. There's a lot of hipster-looking people in Charlotte. Oh, yeah. And so for 25 straight minutes, they talk about loud how our country is going to hell, right? Like it's, it's over. And so we for 15 minutes, you know, we we're just listening and talking amongst ourselves. But then after 25 minutes, Jeff turned around and said, hey, dude, do you all mind shutting the F up? And wow. Yes. I mean, just Strong. came right at him. And they weren't. And the crazy thing is they looked at him and they were like, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't. We shouldn't be so upset over. It was it happened. Donald Trump was elected president. Everyone has their right to vote, and right. this is the decision the American people made. He said, you're right. I shouldn't be bitching like this. Thank you for bringing it to my attention. Let's enjoy the show. Yeah, exactly. Let's enjoy our time here. Let's all get along. And we actually ended up hanging out with those dudes. So, it, Jeff. Way to go, say, Jeff. To go. And you know what? That, that, it should day. be said to more people because if you look at the what's gone on since the election, more and more people are – continuing to voice their opinion you know for against whatever Mm -hmm. um and you know i'm not a big facebook guy or or anything but i know it's just getting to the point of nausea yeah um on social media and uh you know i know we were going to talk about this a little bit but you know it's just getting to the point where uh, i i i i don't want to you know put anything out there that i i don't necessarily believe in but i feel like both candidates are tough to vote for sure. you know absolutely and i but i do believe in our system and that as a country we have the opportunity to vote for the per the person that we think is going to help mm-hmm. and uh, whether it's the gentleman or not that is one uh, i'm glad that i live in a country that we can do that Absolutely, Hank. And as you know, we like to give some life lessons. We talk about our children a lot on this program. And my two little girls have been uh, engulfed in this political campaign because of the ads on the television, on the radio. I mean, they're, you're bombarded by them every day, right? And so the one that sticks out in my mind that they always talk about is the one where President-elect Donald Trump is talking bad about women. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking? They show that one about a million times. Right. And so Olivia, my oldest, always says, Daddy, there's no way you can get behind a guy that treats women like this. She was like, I'm a little girl. How would you feel if you heard somebody talking Smart. like that to me? Yeah, so she always brings this up. So anyway, they were fully in Hillary's corner, right, because right. of that that one ad. That's How powerful all. is that? that? One ad, exactly. Because little people are very easily, I mean, you know, if they see something, they believe it's gospel. You know, right. if they hear something, they believe it's gospel. Right. So they believe this. And whether or not, you know, he might not be the best with women. It doesn't sound like he is, but, you know, 
regardless, they believed it 100%. So at 4.30 in the morning, they wake up and they're shaking us in the bed. Who won? Who won? Because they want to know that Hillary Clinton won. And Jennifer, my wife, said, sorry, girls, but Donald Trump won. Immediately tears, you know, are shed. Right. You know, pillows are thrown. Um, all kinds of anger is coming out. But we sat down with them immediately and told our girls exactly what you just said. Hey, guys. This is the decision the American public made. They, Everyone has their right to vote. That's what's so great about our country. And uh, after we kind of posed it to them that way, they understood. We had a life lesson out of it all. And we said in four years, we'll get to do this again. Right. And we can make another decision if this doesn't work out. But we got to support our president that was elected. Now get back to bed. Exactly. Now shut up and get back in the get bed. Get back in your bed. <laughs> but anyway, so that was how our Wednesday started, and it ended with fits and the tantrums. Wow. So that was a big day. That big is day. a big day. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, so what's been going on in your world? I'll please – I mean, you shared with me this story about – I just talked about my little girls a little bit. Will you tell us – about the LeBron story with about your son, the shoes. Sure, sure. Please, sure. This is so, a wonderful story. So my little boy, like you, you remember having your first pair of shoes that you ever wanted, right? Yes. Mine were the Bo Jacksons. Mine were those John McEnroe's. I don't know if you remember those because I'm a little older than you. They yes, were you are. gray and green. They were dope. But go ahead. Okay, so I wanted the Bo Jacksons when I got them. Uh, I was on cloud nine. Sure. Well, last year, my little boy, who's played basketball some, Wanted some Jordans. There's no way I'm spending that kind of money on a seven year old, right? Yes, no way. No way. How much do Jordans are they? They're per- over a hundred bucks. Good lord, right? They're over a hundred bucks. Yeah. So I was like, "Listen, buddy, this year you're going to rock these hand me down basketball shoes. We'll see where we're at next year." I made the pro the mm-hmm. the, the unfortunate promise, promise of next yes. year. I'm in with you, okay? So the whole year goes by. About a week ago, week and a half ago, he goes, "Dad." You know how we were talking about shoes? I said, yeah. He was like, you know, those LeBron Soldier 10s just came out. <laughs> and I said, first of all, how in the heck did you know that? And he's like, Google, come on. Come on, come on YouTube, Dad. Yeah. So I said, all right, let's go look at him. All right? He needed new basketball shoes. He's grown out of his. You know, that size three is a determining factor because the three is a lot cheaper. And he's a size oh, three. Wow. Gotcha. So, I, gotcha. you know, if he was a four, yeah. we may be heading to a different <laughs> shelf over there. But the size three I was in for. Yeah. So we go in, we drive to the mall because nobody else sells anything like this, right? You can't right. go to Dick's or anything else. Right. So we drive to the mall. And on my way to the mall, I'm like, look, I'm going to get you some shoes. But be fair to the other players that you enjoy watching. Let's try on the Stephs. Mm-hmm. Let's try on the Kobe's. Mm-hmm. Maybe Durant's. Let's yeah. look at them all, right? Sure. So we go to finish line and we turn the corner and it is laser focus on those LeBrons, right? <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> Got them. These right here. So we try them on. He loves them. Everything's great, right? We go home, take our bath. He gets out, wants to put them back on. Yes. Right? Remember that feeling when you get that pair of shoes? Love it. You want to even take a – you want to sleep with them all, right? Remember? Hey, told, no, him, to he, get him, he told him to get them off. <laughs> yeah. Get in the bed. He goes in the bed. I go in my room. I'm like getting <laughs> stuff out of my pockets and whatever. I go back in the kitchen. He's back in the kitchen with them all. <laughs> okay? But the best story Love was the next kid. morning. So he was like, hey, I want to put them on, wear them to school. I'm not going to wear them every day. Should I take an extra pair so when I go outside to recess, I can put those on? I like where his head's at. Sure. But I said, look, buddy, just wear them school. You know, you'll be fine. He's like, all right. So we get in the car, and we pick two little girls up down the street. Okay? These girls are a kindergartner and a second grader. Right. And they are girls. Yes. Every day they got ponies and pink and yep. hair bows and everything. That's very foreign to my son and I. Yes. Right? So we go, in, we go down to their house, pick them up. My little boy's in the third row, and they're in the two captain's chairs in my car, right? Yep. So I look in my rear view, and I know the LeBrons are on his mind, right? So I see him stretch out his feet in between these poor little girls, right? And he's stretching them so they can see it, and they, they are not taking the bait, oh right? So I'm laughing to myself because I'm like, all he wants are these girls to be like, are those LeBrons? And they have no idea, right? Right. So he has to abort. Yes. He sits up, 
and I'm I, in my rear view. I'm looking at him eye to eye, and he doesn't know. Like he doesn't know I'm looking at him. Right. And all I know is he's a smart little guy, and he's trying to figure out how am I going to show What's these girls my next strategy. How yes. are these girls going to figure out that mm-hmm. I got LeBron's on? So he leans forward towards this girl, and he goes, "What you got over there? New Balance." <laughs> Looked at her sister and goes, those are Skechers. Those are awful nice. They did not even look at his shoes, brother. This dude is something else. He worked hard on it. I hope he got props from his boys in school. I'm sure he did. If you're rocking the new LeBrons, you know your boys are going to recognize that. For sure. Much respect, dude. Well, that's awesome. That's a great, great story. Um, I'm sure he'll continue to give us entertainment and enjoyment like this with uh, many other stories to come. I'm sure. Awesome. All right, buddy. So, if you will, let's jump right into a little bit of fantasy world here. Last week, how did Team Hankaroni do? Oh, you mean Sauce Balls. Sauce Balls. How do we do, buddy? Oh, Sauce Balls took on Sloth, Dead Pac-Man Chunk. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, And we came out hot, and I will give Melvin Gordon a lot of credit for that. That guy came out freaking. So I ran. I won one forty five to ninety one point five. Unbelievable. So I uh, improved my record to five and four. Congrats! And let's talk just a brief second about Melvin Gordon. What do you think has happened? I mean, the Woodhead injury going out, so it gave him more of a workload. But it seems like he's running with purpose and confidence. Just all of a sudden, I don't know if you remember him last year. He would fall over before even anybody got near him. Now he's running over, folks. Yeah, I I, I don't know if it's the dirt. Like he's not scared of being durable, or you know, right. like he maybe that he was could in his be head replaced before. or sure. something. But now he's he's going out hitting people. Yeah, and I love it. it but the other good thing is, is he's like almost an every down by, back. He can catch passes. He can go up the middle for short yardage. He can go around the ends. I, I mean, I think he's kind of been put in that position, but he's certainly thriving. Top five fantasy player. I'm just not talking about running back player, really, this year. You know, if you think about it, like let's say the top the wide receivers, Antonio Brown, Julio, and Beckham went off the board, you know, and they've had okay years because you've got Antonio Brown, okay yeah. years. But if you're winning your league or contending for the playoffs, most of the teams would have a Melvin Gordon, a DeMarco Murray, Ezekiel Elliott. That's the running backs, you yeah. know, that they're kind of – the dudes that are carrying the team. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been very uh, kind of an odd year that way. Um, just changing the subject slightly, who would you consider the biggest bust of the year? If Melvin Gordon and, let's say, DeMarco Murray are on the the surprises of the year, really not DeMarco, but uh, definitely Melvin, who would you say the bust of the year would be? Odell Beckham's been a bad one. Yeah. I mean, you know, he was taken pretty early, and I don't necessarily – like you know like the year that he's had because of the controversy and everything yeah. but you know the running backs the first few running backs have not been Todd great. Gurley Gurley I mean, has been he, horrible he's be way up on my list right so you, those first two now uh, David Johnson's been he's been good been pretty Led good Bell Le'Veon you know he's Lamar Miller Lamar oh yeah wow yeah you know and those were all first round talents that right were drafted yeah right but mm. you know at, at at one point, people would have said, oh, I definitely would rather have Todd Gurley than Gronk. Right. Right? Now right. Gronk yeah. looks like a solid pick. Sure. Coming on. That's for sure. So. Yeah. And right now, would you trade you – ha- you own Melvin Gordon. If someone came and said, hey, dude, look at Todd Gurley's rest of his schedule. It's real weak. Well, I'll trade you straight up Todd Gurley from Melvin Gordon. Hell, Hell no. no. Exactly. Hell no is the right answer, buddy. Well, anyway, on my side, we went again – Two wins, one loss. In our league that we're in together, you know, Cat's seven and two. I don't know if you knew that. Mother, dude, here is seven and two. I see it. Barely held on. I needed Christine Michael or whatever to have a terrible performance. And yes, he did. He <laughs> one yard. He got scored a touchdown, but only one yard. So I squeaked a win out by three points. So. One yard and one, a touchdown? One yard and a touchdown. That's what his, that's what his line was. Oh, my gosh. Wild. Were you playing? Who are you playing? Jay Caldwell. Oh, good yes. to see so him get beat. Yeah, it's good to beat Jay because he always waxes me. So it's good to give him a little good. bit, a little taste of yes. that medicine. My other league, Raleigh Wood, I hold on, held on to another win. So I'm in a three-way tie for first place in that league. But my other Hickory League, 
I'm starting to falter a little bit. I'm coming down to earth. I started out hot five and one. Now I'm five and four. (laughs) Three losses in a row. Let's got to get off this skid. That's a streak. Yeah, not too good. But anyway, we're still contending. And that's what we try to do here at the Fantasy Formula. Not only contend, but to win, Hank. Yep. We're winners here, buddy. We're winners. So let's jump right into some fantasy news here. Breaking news, if you will. Big news, Tampa Bay Buccaneers style here, and I know you wanted to hear this. They announced today Doug Martin should return and should play this week. Oh man, I I almost would want him to wait one more week if it, you know what I mean? Like I if it's I mean. if it's suspect because he didn't play uh, Monday or Tuesday, he somewhat took you know he took some snaps on Wednesday. They're going to see what happens today and tomorrow. Um, because I've been monitoring it oh, very sure. closely. Yes, uh, I want him back in the lineup for sure, but I just don't want to push him, man. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure that he, if he comes back and he's right, and I have him for the rest of the year, it's changes the face of your Think team. About it. You got Melvin Gordon and Doug Martin running, running. right? Ooh. Right. So it changes the face. But if he comes back and gets hurt, he yeah. won't come back. You're right. He'll be done. Yeah. Yeah. Get the Tampa Bay on the phone. <laughs> Call them immediately. They have to hear from me on this. Yes, absolutely. So, so I'm I'm optimistic about him coming back. I don't know if I'll start him this week. What is your other option? Um, so I have Coleman, right? He's questionable, but maybe he is going to play. Right. Yeah. Frank Gore's out on bye. He is. And then I have Procise, who okay. looked good two weeks ago, not so much this week, but maybe – he comes back because they said that he was doing a healthy dose. Let, let's be completely honest. Doug Martin comes back. I'm shoving him in there. <laughs> yes, with in an instant and in one instant moment, he will be in right your lineup. Say, yes. Doug, get in. Yeah, Doug, come on, hop off the bench. Uh, other news: Where for the Kansas City Chiefs last week had to sit out with a concussion. Now he is scheduled to return. So you, Chikandrick West owners, which I am one, West goes back to the bench because they said that Ware is going to get the majority of all the carries. West would just serve as a reserve role to sub every now and then. So uh, <clears throat> where it can stay healthy. And Jarvis Landry for the Dolphins, you know, he's a PPR dream, catching about seven to eight balls per game, is questionable to play. He has not practiced all week. So if you've got Landry in your lineups as a flex, you might want to think about putting someone else in his spot. Doesn't look like he will play. Hank, a couple just little bits of info. We were talking about the Seattle Seahawks running back situation. The Christine Michael, one yard, no fantasy, a, a poor fantasy performance. And actually, I think this will continue. C.J. Procise looks to be the man he, moving forward. Right. However, Thomas Rawls comes back next week, they say. Yeah, I know. So if Rawls comes back, if he's sitting on your waiver wire, guys, and you've got at least one spot to stash for a week, it wouldn't be a bad idea just to grab him, stash him, see what happens with this running back situation in Seattle who would you rather have you think a Thomas Rawls that proved himself last year but coming off an injury or fresh rookie CJ Procise with no experience moving forward in that backfield I mean if I'm Seattle I'd I want Rawls back there Me too. you know if I'm a fantasy owner because I own Procise I want that but sure. I, you know their offense is not great and it all stems from uh Russell West, West Russell Wilson, yes. not feeling a hundred percent, and you can see it. I mean, that poor guy is just playing with pain. Yeah, and they have to go to New England Monday Night Football, so this is a good Monday Night Football game for a change. But Seattle, Russell Wilson says he's felt felt the best he's felt since Week One. So let's see a healthy Russell Wilson. Let's see what he does with this offense and see who gets the carries, Procise or Rawls, in two weeks. All right, buddy. How about some waiver wire wonders or maybe some waiver wire? I'm not going to call this wonders because there's really not that many wonders left on the waiver wire. But this is an interesting fact. Ladarius Green, tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers, has been out all year. He's practiced and he's ready to play this week. They're uh, tight end Jesse James is out for the season now. So Ladarius Green could actually really roll right in there. And I don't know if you remember last year, Heath Miller as Roethlisberger's kind of bailout tight end yep. would catch about four to five balls every game. I mean, it was – it's a lock and load. He's going to get five balls. Will Ladarius Green fill that role coming off the injury? Keep your eye on it. He will play for the Steelers against the Cowboys this week. Alan Hearns, Jacksonville, under concussion protocol. Looks like he will not play. If you're using him as your flex – 
Find somebody else new. And buys this week, Hank, we've got the Buffalo Bills. So no LaShawn McCoy. We've got the Detroit Lions. No Golden Tate, Marvin Jones. You've got the Colts. So no Andrew Luck and Frank Gore for you. And the Raiders are on by as well. And we'll talk about those Raiders here in a little bit. I know you're just chomping at the bit. Chomping. Hey, can I add one more? Please. Humphreys, Adam Humphreys from Tampa Bay. He's put together two games. And the the other thing that I want to add is they are throwing the ball a lot. That cat tight end, Brait, has had several good games. And if you're looking for a tight end to stash while somebody's on by, or maybe even start them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I started him in my Raleigh League, Brait. Okay, so I picked him up too. And my question to you is, you have Bennett for New England and Brait. Who do you start? One of my buddies from Raleigh asked me the same question on Wednesday of this week. I would start Brait, and this is why. Belichick is keeping – because Bennett not only is a great pass-catching tight end, that dude can block. He's huge. He and Gronk are monsters. So they're keeping Bennett more – into block, and Gronk is running the routes. Of course, Bennett will go out some too, but right. it's not like it was at the beginning of the year when Gronk was on the shelf. Brait is on the field 100% of the time, and yeah. he's their only pass-catching tight end. Yeah. I would start Brait. Yeah, that's, I, I've got Brait starting this weekend, yeah. and that's, you know, that's another one. And Humphreys is catching balls. I mean, he had a touchdown. He's had – I think he had seven points last week. He had 13 this mm-hmm. week. I mean, they're throwing the ball. Winston's throwing the ball. He is because of the running back situation that we right. just talked about with Doug Martin getting into the mix. If he does play this week, let's see if the offense changes. But right now, dude, Mike Evans has been targeted. I'm, I, I was reading a number earlier this week. I think he gets targeted 12 times a game. He's putting up historical numbers, Mike Evans. 150 yards here, 120 yards there, touchdown here, two touchdowns there. The dude is a fantasy dream so far. But we'll see if it continues when Doug Martin gets in the mix. Right. All right, buddy. Um, one question I want to pose. This is hot off the, the, the breaking news wire, too. So Tony Romo has now been cleared Medically clear to compete and play, right? So the only thing holding Tony Romo out now is a coach's decision. If you were the coach of the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott, who's their current quarterback, who's a rookie, but balling. You know what I mean? He has got he's shown them that he can lead. Um, they buy into what he's doing and he's leading them to victories. Would you sacrifice that momentum to put old trusty, you know, he's been around for a long time. Tony Romo back in the mix. No. And I think you could have a very straightforward conversation with Romo and say, you know how important chemistry is, and you know what this kid's doing is special. And by changing this up now, we could jeopardize our season. And I know you understand that. We know that you can lead this team. Right. This kid, this kid may feel the pressure of Tony Romo, Romo coming back and may fold. It may have been easy when he didn't have the pressure on him. Sure. But now he's got to fend off this great quarterback behind him that and that might put a little bit of wrinkle in his game right so if if you can talk tony romo into continuing to do champion ads or whatever russell or whatever (laughs) he does and just chill your your job's not in jeopardy you're you know let's just chill and let's keep winning if this kid keeps on winning it's going to be better for everybody yes i agree but Quarterbacks have egos. Tony Romo has been the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, the most heralded franchise in the NFL for years. Do you think he will? Do you think he'll react like that? Do you think he'll say, "Hey, Rook, go ahead, keep it, keep it going. No. I'm cool back here." I don't think he'll do that. I think he'll no. say, "Coach, I'm ready to play. I want to play." And you know who's the only person in America that can handle that? Who's that? Mr. Jones. Jerry Jones. Mr. Jones, yeah, I feel. But the problem is, is Jerry may say, "You're right, Dak. You sit, Romo. You're in." Can you imagine if that were the case? I thought about this, and Romo throws a pick to lose the game, the first game back, dude. The whole town, city of Dallas will explode. It will. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be pissed off at Romo, at Jerry Jones, at at everybody. Yeah, I just let it keep rolling. I would too. <laughs> let it keep rolling. Yeah, don't, don't screw it. Broke, screw don't it. fix it. Absolutely, keep rolling. Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-hosts of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, Well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. 
All right, buddy. Any more fantasy breaking news? I don't think I so. Think I think that's got it. Well, let's jump right into the Fantasy 45, the fastest 45 seconds in fantasy football coming to you live here on the Fantasy Formula. We've got a barn burner here Thursday evening. You ready for this one? <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland at Baltimore. Okay, let's talk about this. Let's thing. not. <laughs> let's, let's just go to Sunday's right, game. Let's don't talk about this game, but let's talk about this. You know, you've heard the NFL ratings are declining. They haven't seen a decline in ratings in years and years and years, and over the last two months, they're starting to decline. Can it be that we're oversaturated with these football games? We talked a little bit about this weeks prior, but a Thursday night game of Cleveland and Baltimore, does anybody even care? That is oversaturating your product and actually putting a product that nobody – it's a bad product. Right. Don't you think the NFL might be better getting rid of Thursday games – Play on Sunday and play on Monday. I think I think Sunday sucks. I think it's terrible. I I didn't Sunday. I, didn't, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, Thursday. Thursday yeah. I think Thursday sucks. I think that when college did it, I was okay with it because it would allow a small market team to get on, and it. they would yes. be like, you know, an yes. Appalachian would play or mm-hmm. something like that. I love it. Sure. Right. These mark these teams don't need that marketability. Right. Right. You this game tonight is going to be horrible to watch. <laughs> horrible. Yes. And I, I may, and I will watch anything. And I may see if there's like Anaconda on, <laughs> you know, some movie that's terrible because I, this is terrible. Uh, right. I mean, the, the Ravens and the Browns, if you're going to put like featured night games, you know that those two things are going to be busted up. You're not putting them on. Yeah, I completely agree, buddy. Uh I think Duke and Carolina actually play football Thursday night football, so I'll be tuned into that much rather than this Cleveland-Baltimore game. But but since they've given it to us, and since Las Vegas set a line, Las Vegas has the number at Baltimore, is at home, seven-and-a-half-point favorite, total 44. Just pick something. I I would say that Baltimore is going to win yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. But, I mean, does anybody have any players on these teams? <laughs> Terrence West, the running back for Baltimore, I do own him. Uh, yeah, I will give you a little – if you're wagering a little bit of something tonight, maybe on a prop bet, Steve Smith is fully healthy, okay? This is his last time that Baltimore plays on the big stage, whether it's a Thursday night, Sunday night, or Monday night. Watch for Smitty to have a game. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like for him to have a game? I'd love it. This would, And it's a perfect spot. Cleveland's defense, terrible. Smitty on the big stage. He's retiring after this year. Look for him for 84 yards. Over and a touchdown, Hank. You heard that's, it here. That's why you're going to watch this game to see if that premonition comes true because I really believe Steve Smith will have a big I'm game. Go, I'll go with that and okay. Baltimore. I, I like it. Let's go Baltimore and Steve Smith over 84 yards. Next up, here's the Sunday slate. We'll start in Jacksonville where the Houston Texans go to Jacksonville. Right now, the number went open as a pick. Now, Jacksonville is a two-point favorite over Houston. What is up with that? I don't know, but you know what? I think think people are getting kind of – they may be getting skewed by – have you seen like Bortles in the last – quarter and a half of every game where they're down by 40 and he is just slinging the crud out of the ball and he scores like two touchdowns. I think people are getting skewed by him. Like they think that this is a better team than what it is. Sure, I do not think that they are. And I think Houston has better weapons. And I feel like Houston's going to, I feel like Houston's going to win this game. Also Houston coming off a bye. They're a little bit more rested because they were banged up before the bye. I'm hoping Brock Osweiler and DeAndre Hopkins got on the right page on their week off. Hopkins is too phenomenal of a talent, you know, to be where he is fantasy-wise this year. He's not putting up the numbers that we're accustomed to because of Osweiler. This dude sucks. $72 million. Exactly. And that's, that's a bad decision, Houston. But you got him. I hope they work out something. Look for Lamar Miller off the bye week to have a pretty good fantasy game here. I, I agree with you, Hank. Houston plus the two, that's like a no-brainer to me. Houston, let's take them for the outright win. Next up, the Carolina Panthers are staying in Charlotte one more week, and this is exciting, dude. They won two in a row. If they can get this win against the Kansas City Chiefs, that's 
three wins in a row. Then they've got the Saints coming up Thursday night football next week. Oh, it could set up for a great, great showdown. Carolina, they're playing better. Their defense, it's starting to gel. It's looking more like the defense of last year. Carolina, three-point favorite. Alex Smith is back for the Kansas City Chiefs. And as we mentioned before, where will be the running back in the Kansas City backfield? Carol- Hank, can Carolina keep up this winning streak? Man, I hope so. And the, the one key for Carolina, I believe, is Jonathan Stewart. Mm-hmm. I love him in the backfield, and it kind of changes some stuff around when he's there. But to have everybody healthy for Kansas City, and they're just a solid down-the-road team. They are. They're solid. That kind of worries me quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I think that the Panthers are going to play better. I think it's going to be a tight game. I, I I don't like three points for some reason. I almost want to take Kansas City. Really? Mm-hmm. In this game, I would definitely not wager on this game. But if I would, I would, because Carolina's at home and they are playing better, I would take them at home. I'm with you, though. This is just a coin toss. Anybody could win this game. Keep your eye on Jeremy Macklin. He went out last weekend with a concussion. Let's see if he's going to be able to play. And as Hank said, keep your eyes on Jonathan Stewart. When he's running well, that whole offense gets into sync. Cam looks better when Stewart's running well. Some of the burden gets off Cam's shoulders, and he just seems to play better. So let's let's keep our eye on that. Carolina minus the three. I'll take him at home. Next up, Denver, New Orleans. The Denver defense against the New Orleans offense. Can New Orleans keep that Drew Brees? Do you have Drew Brees? I do. Holy cow. Did he have a game last week? He had a pretty good showing, my friend. What was it? I think he had 49 points. Holy moly. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, he is – He's pretty awesome. That whole New Orleans offensive attack is pretty awesome. Question for you, Hank. Ingram had a great game last weekend, but Hightower is getting more carries. Do you worry about Ingram versus Hightower stealing carries as the season progresses? Well, I, the way their offense is going, I mean, both of them are going to get plenty of it's playing true. time, so they can't get you know uh, selfish over there. I, I still think Ingram is a better back, and I think – think that he works in the system well and they might have taught him a lesson when he fumbled that ball right so i think he's probably you want to still keep him mm-hmm. as your number one option i'm sorry i was misquoting he had 33.9 but he had three touchdowns over 300 yards yes that's a solid fantasy day for drew Brees. but can he do it against this denver defense now i did learn something interesting about the denver d that you guys might uh uh be interested to hear. So Denver's defensive backs were the strength of their team. Obviously, they've got the Von Miller, who's every quarterback's nightmare. But on the outsides, the defensive backs, uh, uh, Talib, you know who mm-hmm. I'm talking about, yep. and then the other dude I can't remember. But they're both hurt, right? So Denver's defense, even though it's fantastic, it's not as scary as it was at the beginning of the year. I think Drew Brees can throw on this defense. I think Drew Brees can win this game. Las Vegas has – the Saints are actually a three-point favorite at home. Who would think the Saints would be favored over Denver? Me thinks. Yeah. Me likey. <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and the thing about New Orleans defense is it's horrible, but, you know, Simeon just does enough to win. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be hard to keep up with an offense's Absolutely. high firepower. I love it. So, I, I'm with you. I think New Orleans is the, the one to bet on here. Yeah, New Orleans to the bank. Next up. Jets versus the Los Angeles Rams, the New York Jets. Everything's looking terrible over there. Ryan Fitzpatrick, they don't know if he's going to play. He's questionable to play. Who is – oh, I know who it is. Bryce Petty. Yeah. Bryce Petty. I think he's next in line. He is. If Fitzpatrick cannot go, maybe Petty can get him moving in the right direction. They are playing at home, the Los Angeles Rams. We talked about Todd Gurley and his troubles earlier in the show. Can he get it? Moving against this Jets defense, which is the strength of their team right now, Jets two point favorite. I I don't know about that, but that under you know forty, that looks pretty strong. I don't know. I, I mean, Jets do, do have a pretty good defense, yeah. and both these offenses are pretty stinky. Yeah, not good. So I I personally like the under, and that's what I'm going to take. Yeah, under for you guys is thirty nine and a half forty. So Hank leans to the under. I like the under as well. I'm going to lean to the Jets to maybe win this game outright. Maybe by a field goal or so. Who knows? Who really cares? But Brandon Marshall, fantasy-wise here, let's say Bryce Petty. Brandon Marshall has had a subpar fantasy year, you know, for his standard. He's getting ready to give up a car. You're right. He's going to lose that bet to Antonio Brown. But I bet if Bryce Petty does get the nod, look for Brandon Marshall to have a better game. Bryce Petty, young, is going to look for somebody he can count on. Mm -hmm. Brandon Marshall, you can count on that man. 
Let's go Jets minus the one and a half under the 40. Next up, Philadelphia Eagles play host to the Atlanta Falcons. Philadelphia Eagles led by their new quarterback, Carson Wentz. Coming off a loss to the Giants last week in a shootout, one guy that I actually listened to online said, man, if you've got any money, any shekels in your little drawer, place it on the over last week, Philadelphia, New York Giants. So I listened to him. They had the over by the third quarter, dude. I was like, yeah, boy. So I wonder what kind of information he's got for me this week. I'll share it with you if I do get it. Appreciate it. Yep. So Philadelphia coming off the loss. Atlanta coming off a win last week. Matt Ryan put up some uh, phenomenal numbers as he's been doing all year. Philadelphia at home. Pick them. 50 and a half, Hank. Uh, I I find it hard to bet against Atlanta. Uh, Jones is starting to come on. And, you know, it it would be tough to be him because everybody is guarding against him. Right. right? And that catch he made where he he kept his toes in was incredible. I mean, only a handful of receivers were making that play. So I think they're on the same page. And I think Atlanta goes in there and punches them in the mouth. Yeah, Philadelphia started out so strong, but they have shown their warts, if you will, over the last couple games. They don't have that many playmakers. You know, like uh, Ryan Matthews, he touches the ball four times a game. Sproles, he'll get you seven carries. but And he is a playmaker, but you can't give him the ball more than ten times a game, you know, just because of his stature and right. his size. So, anyway, they're lacking in playmakers. Atlanta's got playmakers all over the place. Everywhere. Yes. And keep your eye on Tevin Coleman. Coleman? Yes. Yes. Yes, okay. Why do I always struggle with this? I don't know. I think you're thinking about singing. I guess so. Every time. Can we talk? Don't. <laughs> um, but if Tevin Coleman does play, you can put him in his flex right now if you wanted to. I'm going to have to, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think so. So, I, I mean, I think that they have so many weapons that uh, I, I agree with you. I think Devontae Freeman last week, I was playing against him last week, mm-hmm. he was running all over the place. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to go with you too here, Hank. Atlanta. Minus the one, and I'm going to go over the 50. Next up, D.C., nation's capital. A lot of stuff going on in our nation's capital this week. Some good, some bad, but we're going to roll with it. Minnesota on the road. Can they, They've lost two or three in a row, Hank. They're reeling. Their offensive line stinks. They have no running game. Stephon Diggs is looking pretty good. It looks like Bradford's really only weapon out there. Washington at home, three-point favorite total, 41-and-a-half. I like Washington to win this game. I think their defense, the Minnesota defense, has been uh, – it's been uncovered. And I don't think anybody's going in there as scared as they once were. And I think Washington is going to be able to go into this game and win. One reason for that, um, Hank, is because Minnesota's offense is so dreary that they're three and out. So Minnesota's defense is on the field. 70% of the game, they get tired. They can't keep it up, you know? So I agree with you. They are not as scary as they once were because they're always on the field. I like Washington at home, too. Minus the three, take it to the bank. I'm going to lean under the total 41 as well. Green Bay, Tennessee. Tennessee, what do you think about Marcus Mariota? Do you think, fantasy-wise, obviously he's been pretty putting up solid fantasy numbers, but as a real-life NFL quarterback, do you think he could lead a team – to the Super Bowl? No. You don't think he's got it in him? You know, any good quarterback, and I, I correct me if you think differently, every good quarterback, especially a young quarterback, mm-hmm. tends to flourish when they have a running game that they're able to, de- to depend on. Okay. DeMarco Murray has been as dependable as anybody in it's the true. NFL, it's and it true. opens him up for success. Mm-hmm. So with that running game, it has opened up the passing game, which allows Mariota – to be successful. Okay. You put Mariota on a team that doesn't have you, – you put him in Osweiler's situation, mm-hmm. same outcome. So? Wow. Yeah, I don't think he's that good a quarter. I mean, I just don't think – I think he's got good things going around him and it helps him flourish, which may make him a better quarterback in mm-hmm. the future. But I wouldn't put him in a class with, you know, Derek Carr. Yeah, well, you're right about that. Carr is actually on many people's lips as the MVP of the league right now, you know. Um I would disagree with you about Mariota, and the reason I say he does have the running game, he has weapons. Tennessee's – I'm telling you, if Tennessee's defense was any better, they'd have two more wins, Tennessee would, and you might think differently of Mariota. You know what I'm saying? Their defense has let them down a lot. Um, We'll see. He's still young. Jameis or Mariota, who would you want to start your franchise right now? Jameis. Jameis, no questions. I don't think he's a Super Bowl quarterback either, but I think he'll win you some games that Mariota may not be able to do. Well, who wins this one, Hank? Tennessee 
at home, three point dog total forty nine. I think Green Bay. I think Green Bay wins it. I think they go over the total. So I'm going to take Green Bay and the over. I love that over the total. Can you believe Green Bay? What's something's going on in Green Bay? So they played at Lambeau against the Colts. The Colts not, are not very good this year. And they were down at one point, 18 points in the third quarter. They made a comeback at the end, but they're at Lambeau to the Colts and they lose that game. Something's going on. Something just seems a little fishy over there. It's usually an injury. Like, yeah. you know, is Aaron Rodgers not feeling great? Um, is there a, or it could be, is there some turmoil between coach and star player? That's what I'm kind of yeah. thinking might be the case. Yeah, who knows? Because, yeah. you know, he's been in the, he, he's always been in the limelight. Um, but, you know, with his brother and yeah. all that stuff going on, does that affect yeah. him? Does the girlfriend that nobody really likes right. affect him? Does Have you heard her talk? She is kind of a, a bee. Is she? I mean, I saw this interview with her, and she, I don't know if she was trying, she might be, she was maybe trying to be funny. You know how some people try to be funny, and it comes off in a way that you're like, I don't really like that person. Yeah, that you know wasn't what I- funny yes, at all. Yes. Oh, is this her calling me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Olivia Munn, I've got to send you right to voicemail. But uh, anyway, yeah, the interview was on Ron and Fed show, which is a serious show. If you can go back in the data banks or whatever on the servers check it out she was a real b oh wow <laughs> yes so anyway aaron Rodgers, you probably can do better buddy she is beautiful though she is very pretty <laughs> did you just give him dating advice <laughs> you can do he listens, better he listens to me man she we may text. be a very lovely woman <laughs> she's a daughter <laughs> to somebody true. i should have kept my mouth shut you're right tank you're right and in this game i won't keep my mouth shut because i do think green bay will rally and they will cover this number minus the three and the total over looks like a gem i love that call let's go green bay minus the three over the 49 and a half next up buddy chicago going to tampa bay Jameis winston who was a little questionable earlier in the week is now probable to play good news for mike evans also watch the doug martin watch him let's see if muscle hamster gets in the game hank's praying for it tampa bay Plus the one at home against the Bears, 45 and a half, Hank. Home dog, take it every time. And I think if Doug Martin gets back, you know, this is probably unclear. If he comes back, it kind of shifts a little Mm. bit. Doug Martin. I like that too, yeah. So this is how my wager will be affected by the Doug Martin injury. If Doug Martin plays, I'm on Tampa Bay. If Doug Martin does not play, I'm on Chicago. That's That's big. Mm, one player it's swinging that big swinging it uh jay cutler will play and alshon jeffrey earlier this week said guys look look at me for the rest of the year i'm getting ready to turn it on he said cutler's healthy alshon said he's ready to catch some balls so you alshon jeffrey owners get ready he said ride my back to the fantasy playoffs let's see if it happens let's take tampa bay if martin plays plus the one if not we're going chicago next up miami at san diego Phillip Rivers has got the San Diego offense moving, and Joey Bosa on the defensive line has got that defense hanging in game. San Diego minus the four against the Dolphins on the road with Jarvis Landry questionable. I think there's no question that you take San Diego in this game. Miami coming across the country to play against an offense that's hitting on all cylinders, and Bosa, you said, is playing? He's playing, yes. Yeah. Dude, that cat is it's awesome. worth every dollar right now. Absolutely. So, without a doubt, San Diego. Interesting fantasy tidbit here. So, you've got Jay Ajayi, Jay Ajayi on one side for the Dolphins, who at the beginning of the year – this is funny, Hank. I heard this today. So, the first week of the year, you know, they had Arian Foster. They had him in the mix, and then he's retired now. They told Jay Ajayi, just stay home. We don't even ride the plane with us. That's where it was. This is just – Eight weeks ago, or nine weeks, Jay Ajayi, just stay home. We're going to travel, and you don't need to be on the plane or be on the team, really. You stay home. We'll talk about it next week. Now the dude is rushing for 100-plus yards a game. Is he a free agent this year? That would be a great question, because if he's playing for a contract right now, and he goes from don't get on the plane (laughs) to guess what, you're going to pay me $30 million? Right. That's going to be ridiculous. That's a good question. We'll have to check it out because you talk about turning around your career in a matter of weeks and your pocketbook in a matter of weeks. Look at Jay Ajayi. And on the other side with Melvin Gordon, San Diego running. So two running backs that if you own them on your fantasy teams, you're smiling 
pretty big today. Who would you rather have in this fantasy? <laughs> Look at you smiling. I love it. Would you rather have be on the Jay Ajayi side or Melvin Gordon side just for this game fantasy-wise? Right. Still Melvin Gordon. Yeah. He's, he's continued to prove himself, and I'm not just saying that because he's my player, but I just feel like – that is the more reliable bet. Melvin Gordon over under 88 yards this week. Go up. Jay Ajayi over under 78 yards this week. I think you go up on that. I like both overs in that too. I like the over in this game as well. It's, it's high at 48, but, man, I'm telling you, San Diego is just moving the ball at will. So I'm going to lean over, and I'm gonna, I like San Diego at home too, minus the three and a half. All right, buddy, four o'clock games. We're kicking into gear. That Miami-San Diego game was the 4.05 game. This next one is the 4.25 game. Arizona against the worst team in the world, the San Francisco 49ers. Number 13.5 Arizona, total 48.5. That's a big number in the NFL. very big number. But I don't think it's big enough. (laughs) I think that you've got to take it because Kaepernick is still worried about the election and why he didn't vote, yeah. and I just, I just don't think his head's in the game, yeah. and I, I don't feel like they're going to come out ready to play. You David Johnson owners have to love this matchup. David Johnson, he could rush if he wanted to, probably for about 300 yards and three touchdowns. He would be my fantasy diamond of the week, if you will. Oh. Yes. Oh. Diamond. Because um, he's going to have just a field day against the San Francisco defense. They, who some of the experts are saying historically could be the worst defense of all time. That's, all time? That's what they're saying. This defense has given up more rushing yards by week nine than any team in NFL history. Worse when the Saints were wearing bags over their head? You I, remember the yeah, I remember. I remember those dudes. I think this one stacks up right with those Aints. You got, the only way you can bet this game is Arizona. You cannot take San Francisco. No. It's impossible. Let's go Arizona minus the 13 and a half. They might score 48 points by themselves, so I'm going to lean the over on this thing too. How about San Francisco not to score? Would you take that one? <laughs> if they're playing Denver. Maybe, because San Francisco has been shut out twice. They got shut out early this year by the Rams, and they were shut out in another game. But I will tell you, Kaepernick has their offense moving at the ball. Their defense just can't stop anybody. We're taking Arizona all day long. Best game of the week, Hank. It comes on at 425. It's going to be brought to you by Fox Television, the Pittsburgh Steelers playing host to the Dallas Cowboys. Now, we saw what Big Ben did last week. He rushed back from a torn meniscus or whatever. They said he needed four to six weeks. He came back in three. It was one week too early, I'm afraid. He looked terrible. Um, he couldn't move around. He ended up pushing his offense to score a little bit late in the fourth quarter, but they still lost to the Ravens. Dak Prescott on the road in Perts- in Pittsburgh. The terrible towels flying everywhere. Vegas has Pittsburgh penciled in. Two-and-a-half-point favorite, total 50. Can Dak get it done on the road? I don't think he wins, but – if I'm going to bet on this game, I'm going to take the over. I think that they're going to score. I think Roethlisberger is going to come back and play well. I think Dak's going to play well. Yes. I'm going to lean towards that. I don't. I think it's kind of a coin flip mm-hmm. here, too. Depends on if Romo's healthy. If Romo's healthy, I think they win this game. So you think Romo will actually get the nod? What are you talking about? You mean if Big Ben's healthy? I mean, I'm sorry, Big Ben. Yes. I'm sorry, if Ben's healthy. I com- dude, you nailed it, Hank. If there's a bet – on the board this week that I like more than any. It's the over in this game. And if you've got fantasy players, Dez, I think Dez is going to have a monster. Ezekiel Elliott, 100 yards plus. Lev Bell going to catch ape. Every player on this off these offensive sides will have a great, great week. Let's hope. Antonio Brown, too, I think is going to have a field day. Anyway, over the total, safest bet of the week, take it to the bank. I'm also going to parlay that with Pittsburgh minus the two. Parlay. Hey, hey, did someone say parlay? 8.30. This, this, this game, this is good. Got Dallas-Pittsburgh at four. Rolls right into the 8.30 game. Seattle travels to New England. Brady and the Patriots coming off their bye last week. Fully rested. Deion Lewis. Remember Deion Lewis? I do. He's back this week. I don't know how much run he's going to be or get in the backfield with James White and LeGarrette Blunt, but they say he's in the mix. New England, seven and a half point favorite against the Seahawks total, 48 and a half. You know, I go with a lot of people that are get, getting points. I don't think that Seattle is fresh enough. Their defense is 
pissed. Yeah. And you can see it with every late hit or bad yeah. decision that they make. But I don't think that they can do it against New England. Gronk is catching everything. Brady looks awesome. It doesn't matter if my sister's in the backfield. They'll use her. Mm-hmm. So I think New England comes out, wins the game. I think you might be right, Hank, but here's what I think. If Russell Wilson says he says he's healthy, as healthy as he was in week one, I will take seven and a half points with Russell Wilson against anybody. That's just what I believe in this dude. As a quarterback, Seattle's defense with Cam Chancellor's out, they are all banged up. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. I love the over 49, and I do think Russell Wilson can do enough. They, I'm not saying outright win because it's hard to win in New England. It's been proven. But I think Russell can keep this number within the 7.5. Let's go Seattle plus the 7.5. Hank's taking New England, and we're going to both go over the 49. Last but not least, your Monday night special, the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the New York Giants. Cincinnati, A.J. Green, Giants, Beckham, Vegas, minus two. Actually, open at minus two. Now it's a pick em. Mm-hmm. Total 47. Who you like in this matchup? I like Cincinnati going in there and winning. Um, I just think that Dalton's too good a quarterback to be playing, you know, to go in there and stink it up. I think if they can get their running game together, then they'll have a pretty good day. Um, that's interesting you say about the running game for the Giants. You know, Rasheed Jennings was their running back, and now he's been relegated basically to the bench. They've got a new guy named Perkins, right? Mm-hmm. Keep your eye on Perkins. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He looks like he will be the Giants' new running back for the future, for at least this game. I like a lot of points in this contest, Hank. I'm thinking Eli will have a good game. Odell Beckham probably 90 and a touchdown. A.J. Green 120 and a touchdown. Dalton. A lot of fantasy points had. I'm going to go against you, though. I think the Giants at home will figure out a way to win the game. I'm going to say the score is 31-28, Giants in a nail-biter. What do you think about that? Sound good? I don't like it. <laughs> I, I hope it goes my way. Yes. And I hope we argue about this the next time we're on the air. I hope so, too. We didn't get a chance. If, and I'm gonna, the, the stage is yours. The mic is yours. We did call. The Raiders had their biggest game probably, I'd say, in a decade on Mo- Sunday night football against the Broncos for first place in the AFC, their division. They get it done, 30-20. to 20. Hank, I know you stayed up and watched the game. Tell me how you were feeling during that game as a true Raiders fan. I got to tell you, man, this team for me is so exciting and fun to watch. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, the old teams, which I didn't get to watch, were nothing but mean football, just sure. punch you in the face. Then you got to see Bo Jackson and it was power running. Yeah. This is everything, right? Their running backs are playing well. There she is, calling again. Olivia, I said I call you back. Let me look. Sorry, Hank. Go Um, ahead. But Cooper is incredible. All the receivers are turning into pretty good flex options, if you have them. Sure. And Carr, he just seems to make great decisions. He's cool, man. He is. He's cool, calm and collected. He is what Aaron Rodgers was five years ago. I was trying to... Figure out who he looked like, but you're right. It looked, he looks like Aaron Rodgers of a few years ago. Right. So, you know, right now, if you had to pick a young quarterback to franchise for your team, mm-hmm. that's the guy that you want right there. Sure. And I do feel like they're going to go far. I don't do know. Do you really? I don't know if they have enough experience mm-hmm. and that guy's that cool to do it. Yeah. But I feel like they're going to, I mean, they just beat, I know Denver's hurting it, you know, in their defense, but. I feel like they're in pretty good shape. Yeah. I feel like they're going to make a run. I feel like they're still a year away because of the inexperience, but they're on the right track. I, I did hear this today. David Carr, his entire salary for the year is less than what Osweiler makes per game. Yay. <laughs> Can you imagine that? His annual salary is less than Osweiler's game check. Good Lord. That will change. That will change. <laughs> it will change rapidly, I believe, my friend. So, Hank, that wraps up our fantasy talk. Now, before we leave our fantasy fanatics for the day, we have some 
we have a draft tonight. We are now moving into basketball season. You from your flag football and me from soccer. Right. So your draft is tonight. Now, <clears throat> what do you expect out of this draft? Do you feel like you might have a, a little LeBron in the making <laughs> after at these tryouts you've been attending? <laughs> well, okay, I'm in seven, eight boys. Yes. Okay, and like I was telling you earlier, it is so early in these little guys' years, career mm-hmm. of playing sports, that they don't know what they're good at. They yeah. don't know what sports they like. They're just being thrown out there, and they're just like, yeah, I love it. Yes. Let's do it. Hey. So in assessments, you have very little bit of cream at the top. Mm-hmm. You have four or five. Now, we're playing in a deep league. There's 13 teams. Holy cow. 13. They had 70-some kids come out. Unbelievable. Okay? That's great. Yeah. Luckily for me, I'm drafted number two. Yeah. Okay? There were probably – Five kids that are legit eight-year-olds, can handle the ball, Mm -hmm. and are good. There is one that I coached in baseball that refuses to lose, is a great kid. What a competitor. And I I love him. Mm -hmm. And I know that's going to be my pick if he doesn't go one. Gotcha. Right? There's two good kids. I know I'm going to get one of these two good kids. Right. right? And they're good kids. Yes. Right? The problem becomes – when you start creeping up past number 10, right. you start having that problem. And when we are doing our evals, there's a lot of ones on that eval, right? And a one in an evaluation means like five the best, one meaning not much skill. Not much yeah, skill. Yeah. Yes, That's yes. a good way to put it. Yes. And listen, I love the ones. Sure. But there's just so few fives right. that it makes for a very funny Fun league, especially the draft, because when you start getting past round two, (laughs) round one, (laughs) you start saying, I can't remember this kid. Right. And when you pick the person and one of the people from rec department goes, (laughs) then you think I made a mistake there. Absolutely. But I'm not expecting much. You know, I'm expecting to go out and have a good time figure out what you know what i'm going to get one or two good kids um and hopefully make it fun for the entire group it's you know this is not uh nba caliber basketball i'm from what i understand that when you start getting into this age group and especially the next age group Mm -hmm. the parents take it way too serious no doubt about it and i i am starting to be deep in my coaching career from other teams that I realized that you have to uh, nip it in the bud early. Sure. And so, you know, my conversation with my parents are going to be early and swift. And once they go out on the court, they're mine. And that's the way it's going to be right. because you can lose control and it is about having fun. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that little LeBron on the court at seven, think about the best athlete that you played with when you were seven to mm-hmm. 10 years old. Did they play sports when they were in high school? Most likely not. Probably. Well, they weren't the best. They weren't the best. They played, but yeah, not right. the Right. They right. weren't the best. Right. And they usually get complacent and they don't work hard. And, you know, you just they get gotta, other interests, yeah, you know, yeah. as you get older. You just got to you yeah. just got to have fun at this age. Mm-hmm. Sure. Let's hope my goal at the end of the year is come back and want to play again. That's it. That Absolutely. is it. And that is a good goal as a coach. Coaching, I'm coaching the Lucy Rose's six to eight year old. And if you can get the, get them to ha- find like a, they're passionate about the sport or being part of a team, then I think you've done your job. Right. Coaching this age group, you know? Right. So anyway, it's going to be fun. Our draft's at six tonight. You're following us up at seven with your draft. Good luck to you. I appreciate it. Can I add something? Sure. Our commissioner, LT, yes. his, his son's playing in our league and he's okay. an assistant coach. Okay. Yes. And so I was with him the other day with another person. His motto. Now I, I inherited the thunder. Mm-hmm. We're the thunder. Thunder. Yeah. I like that. That's a cool. Name. I like that. His motto for his team is "Let's just beat the thunder." <laughs> All right. So you guys are coaching against each other. We're coaching this against is each other. Fabulous. So wow. when we, this, this, I mean, I, I'm not going to put that pressure on my kids. Right. He right. can be a terrible parent and coach <laughs> all he wants. But I just wanted to make our viewers, uh, uh, our listeners yes, aware yes. of the type of just <laughs> ill, just hate that he's spitting towards me. This rivalry between you guys is 
epic. I mean, I love it. I love it. So good luck to you tonight in the Thunder. I'm coaching the Eclipse. We're rebuilding, coming off a a second place regular season championship and a second place finish in the tournament. So we're in rebuilding mode. Um, We'll let you guys know how the draft goes next week. How about that? That sounds great. Well, enjoy your weekend, buddy. And Fantasy Fanatics, enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next Tuesday with another week of fantasy football. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.